Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Well, good morning, my friends. Good morning on this Saturday morning. I hope that you are doing well this morning. May the peace of the Lord be in your life, and may you be well in His doing for the purpose in your life. My friends, today we're going to be diving into Psalm 32. And this psalm is so important, my friends, because Psalm 32 talks about forgiveness and how forgiveness brings true joy. Only when we ask God to forgive our sins will he forgive us. 
And will he give us real happiness and relief from the guilt? So in Psalm 32, this is what it says. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones grew old, through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledge my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. For this cause, everyone who is godly shall bring to you in a time when you may be found. Surely in a flood of great waters, they shall not come near him. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround him. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Father, we thank you for Psalm 32. And we thank you, Lord, for this prayer of forgiveness. And how, Father, we can come to you and confess to you our sins and confess to you our sins so that way you would be able to restore us. You give us forgiveness and we could be forgiven and not have the burden in our lives of either keeping it a secret still, the sin we've committed, or having guilt in our lives in our spirit and in our soul because of the sin we have committed. In your word, it says it so clearly here, Father. We're just to come to you and surrender it all to you and confess to you the sins we've done, Lord. So that way our burdens can be lifted. We lift, we would leave it at the throne of your feet, Heavenly Father, and you will give us a new beginning. And you would protect us as well from the sin that we have committed. Because we know, Heavenly Father, that all of us who give our lives over to Jesus Christ and accept him as Lord and Savior in our lives, he washes our sins, he cleanses our sin, because on Calvary, on the cross, he died for our sins, Father. And those sins are washed away, and we're like new, like snow, and you cleanse us, and you give us a newness, 
and you give us a new beginning. And we thank you for the scripture in Psalm 32. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. My friends, this scripture right here is at the time of David, when he was king and he had committed a great sin. He had had an affair with another woman. Not only did he have an affair at the time with another woman, but he also made sure that her husband would no longer be in the picture. So he put him in the front lines of battle during the time of battle, and he was killed. And it was at this pivotal time in his life when David ran to the Lord and confessed his sin and boldly told the Lord everything he had done and confessed it to him so that his heavenly father could hear him confessing the sin and at the same time David would ask for forgiveness for what he had done so that God could start to do something new now in his life again because he knew he had gone on the wrong track. He knew he selfishly wanted things and took things into his own hands. And not only did he mess up his own family, but he messed up somebody else's family. When we talk about layman's terms, that's what happened here. So this particular scripture talks about how David's heart David was a man after God's heart. He wanted to do everything right in God's eyes, but he fell in the moment. He fell into the seduction. He, he, his eyes got him thinking of other things. And in doing so, he committed that great sin. And when he snapped out of it, woke up, because now all of a sudden things were going haywire, and it was exposed that he had this affair, and it was exposed what he had done, there were not too many people happy with him. And he found himself in a situation where, you know, people wanted to beat him up. People wanted to tear him down. People wanted to destroy him. And he woke up and smelled the coffee and said, what have I done? I did the wrong thing. I went, I went about this all wrong. I was lusting over a woman, and this is what it led me to. So just like David, my friends, who realized what he had done because it was exposed. Once it's ex See, sometimes we want to hide sin. And we think no one knows about it. We think no one's seeing what we're doing. But God sees everything, my friends. And when God sees everything, he will also... Give it the revelation, the discernment, the wisdom, the knowledge of someone else to come and speak to you and let you know about the sin you've committed. So don't think that when you commit a sin, my friends, that it goes unseen because God sees everything. He knows your heart. He knows your intentions, your motives, and he knows every action that you take and do. So it can never be hidden. 
You might think, well, I'm hiding it from my friends. I'm hiding it from my neighbors. I'm hiding it from my spouse, my boyfriend, girlfriend. I'm hiding it from my parents. I'm hiding it from my kids. But let me tell you something. God sees everything. And with time, things will be exposed. So my friend, with this scripture, I want to encourage you that if you're finding yourself today that you've committed a sin and you have not confessed it, my friends, go to your Heavenly Father and confess that sin. Go to your Heavenly Father and give it over to Him. I know what you must be thinking, Antonia, how is that possible? How can I just go to my Heavenly Father? How can I just go to God and confess the sin? Because my dear friends, just like it says here in the scripture, when I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. What does that mean? That means that that sin that was being hidden, that was not ever confessed, that was not ever told to your Heavenly Father, or to anyone else for releasing it, it was killing you inside. It was making your bones grow old. Because what happens, my friends, is when you commit a sin and you keep it inside of you, that sin, it destroys you. It destroys your mind. It destroys your soul. It destroys your spirit. Emotionally, physically, and spiritually. A lot of people think, well, you know, I, I committed a sin and I don't really need to, you know, confess it to anyone or I don't need to confess it to God. My friends, if you want to have ultimate freedom in your life, you need to start surrendering by confessing your sins. And when you accept Jesus Christ into your life, you confess that you're a sinner. You do. You confess you're a sinner to your Heavenly Father so that way He can cleanse those sins that you've committed. And He can give you a newness in your spirit to start fresh. There are a lot of people out there, my friends, who feel that because they've committed a sin that they can't go to God or they can't commit themselves to Jesus Christ. And I'm here to tell you and encourage you that that is the very first person that you should be running to when you know you have committed a sin. Because it says it very clearly in the scripture, we all fall short. None of us are sinless. We're all sinners. And if you find yourself that you have a sin that you have not given it over to your Heavenly Father, it is time to do so. Stop procrastinating. Stop dying inside of you. Stop fading away. There are a lot of people today fading away in life. And what I mean by fading away is they can't function in life. They are so caught up in sin, whatever that may be. And some of you who might be hearing this, you know exactly what it is. That they're so caught up that they can't see anything else. They can't see anything else but the sin. And I'm here to tell you, my friends, that you don't have to be bound to sin. You could be free from sin. Now, that's not to say that some of the sins you may have committed, you won't face some consequences. 
because there are sometimes consequences to face, but at least you face it boldly, knowing that you have your heavenly father on your side. A lot of people have, will say, you know, if I confess my sin, I could probably go to prison. If I confess my sin, I probably lose my job. If I confess my sin, my, my spouse might divorce me. If I confess my sin, my children might hate me. But I'm here to tell you, my friends, that you would be even more dead by not confessing the sin. Because you're hiding it as a secret. You're keeping it inside of you, thinking it's okay as long as nobody knows. That makes it worse, my friends. Have you given over your life to Jesus Christ? Have you surrendered yourself to him? There are a lot of Christians today, my friends, that have surrendered their lives to Christ, accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, but they're still sinning. They're still going against God's word. They're still doing their own thing. They're not following God's plan for their life. And then they wonder, well, why is this happening to me? Why can I never get ahead? Why am I always in a drama situation? You know, like there's always chaotic situations in your life. My friend, do you know that the sin eating you inside reflects also on the outside? Have you committed a sin? We all have. We have all committed sins. One of the main sins that I had committed when I first got married was that I was in such a bad relationship with my husband at the time when I first got married. I was still learning about marriage. I didn't know anything about marriage. I just learned by seeing the bad examples that some of my family members left a bittersweet taste in my mouth with. And when I saw those examples, I was like, you know, I'm never going to get married. But then eventually I did get married. And little did I know I got married to someone um, who had issues. But he wasn't the only one with issues. I had issues too. And while we were facing those struggles in the first couple of years of our marriage, I was verbally being abused by my husband. And you know what my sin was? Every time my husband would speak to me nasty, or he would say bad things to me, or, or bring me down, I would always curse him in my mind. I would always be cursing him in my mind. Nothing could come, up, could come out of my mouth because I was too afraid in the situation. But I always cursed him in my mind. And I always wished he was dead. That was my sin. I was constantly cursing him in my mind and I was wishing he would be dead. And you know what I would do? I would say to my heavenly father, Lord, just take him already. He's your child. Take him. I took the vow to death do us part. Let him die already. Take him. See, I was sinning in the way that I was thinking and in what I was asking my Heavenly Father to fulfill. And it wasn't until one day, as I was crying out to my Heavenly Father, I couldn't understand 
why my Heavenly Father was not answering any of my prayers. I couldn't understand why he just didn't strike my husband dead. Like, like quick, get rid of him. I couldn't understand why. And then one day my Heavenly Father got a hold of me because I went to my Heavenly Father. I was like, Lord, what do you want me to do? What am I supposed to do with this man? He's treating me this way. I feel so crushed. What am I supposed to do, Lord? How do you want me to see your child the way you see him? You know what my Heavenly Father started to tell me? You need to stop thinking the way you're thinking. And you need to stop praying to me those prayers that are not good prayers. Those were bad prayers, my friends. My Heavenly Father said, now that you're here in my presence and you understand what you're doing wrong, let's have this conversation, you and I, so we're both clear, my Heavenly Father let me know, about what you're supposed to be thinking and not thinking. Because it's a sin to be thinking that you want your husband dead. And then I had to really surrender it over to my Heavenly Father. And I asked my Heavenly Father for forgiveness for the way that I was thinking and especially for what I was praying for. And it wasn't until my Heavenly Father said to me, okay, now this is how you need to start thinking. And now this is how you need to start praying. And he started to show me that I needed to start thinking positive things about my husband. That the things that I was seeing about my husband, even though they were bad situations, I needed to start speaking life in my mind about my husband. So I needed to now start praying for good things so that one day I would see that even though I was going through the situation right now and it was a bad situation, one day I would see my husband in a different light. One day I would see my husband speaking to me sweet words. One day I would not see my husband yelling and screaming at me and cursing at me. One day I would see my husband loving on me. One day I would see my um my husband being in a better place for himself because see the situation at that time was that my husband had a lot of situations he had never dealt with in his life or been delivered from so when he came into the marriage he came into the marriage with that which affected me as well and also affected my mindset but my heavenly father showed me you can't do that you can't be sinning that way in your thought so you think it, so you've done it, right? So I had to really say, Lord, thank you so much for showing me this. So then my prayer started to change, my friends. I started to pray heavily every day to my Heavenly Father. Lord, I want to see my husband be a good man. I want to see him love himself. I want to see him be able to do things for himself. I want to see him to be able to... um know that he's of value and worth and that he was created to be on this earth for a purpose. And my prayer just became diligent every day for my husband. And I would say, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm asking for my marriage. I need my marriage to come together. I need my marriage to work. I need my marriage to be healthy. Lord, show me how can this happen? So once my 
sin that I was committing in my mind went out the window because I'm not supposed to be thinking that way. And the cursing I was doing in my mind went out the window because I'm not supposed to be cursing in my mind against my husband. And I started doing the right thing and thinking the right thing and, and, and praying the right thing. And I asked forgiveness to my Heavenly Father. My Heavenly Father then started to protect me even more, just like it says here in the scripture. He really started to shelter me and he really started to show me his, more of his goodness. And once I continued to pray even more diligent, then I started to see a change in my husband. But that change started with me, had to start with me of the way I was praying and what I was thinking. So my friends, this is my example of the sin that I was committing at that time. And there are different types of sins being committed these days. I don't know what type of sin you may have committed or you are committing. But my friends, I'm here to tell you that if you've committed a sin, just surrender yourself to your Heavenly Father. Confess that sin. Confess it to your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Confess your sin to someone you trust in the church that you could speak to about it, a pastor, a minister. Get the prayer, get yourself on track of what it is that you need. But ultimately, Jesus Christ is the one who can forgive those sins. And you can start a newness and a freshness in your life. And when your Heavenly Father hears your sin, He will deliver you from that situation. And whatever it is that you need to face, my friends, when you commit committed that sin and now you're confessing it, whether it gives you some repercussions that you're going to have to face, you will boldly face it because you'll know that your Heavenly Father is by your side and He can help you through the process. But most of all, your soul is free. You're not dying inside. You're not fading away. Is it it a beautiful time that if you're struggling with something with sin right now for it to be lifted off your shoulders that heaviness that weight of that sin is not something that you're supposed to be walking around with my friends surrender it over to your heavenly father ask for forgiveness so you can get the deliverance that you need and you can continue to go forward in your life according to what He wants you to do in your life for the purpose He set aside for you. God wants us to walk in a healthy relationship with Him. And that starts with confessing our sins. Our Heavenly Father will protect us in the time of trouble, my friends, when we do confess the sin. It says it right here, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. When David went ahead and he confessed his sin to his heavenly father, the Lord forgave him because he genuinely went to him and said, Lord, I know I've sinned. I got caught up. I messed up. I did things I wasn't supposed to. I was looking out for myself, selfish gain. 
Lord, what have I done? I've destroyed not my own family, but somebody else's family. And you know, I've set a bad example as king to other people. That's not a good place I want to be in. David really opened up his heart to his heavenly father and asked for forgiveness. And the Lord forgave him. And the Lord protected him. Because you have to understand something, you know, when that type of sin is committed, people want to be after you. People want to beat you up. People want to take you down. People want to eliminate you. But your heavenly Father will be by your side, protecting you. So my friends, I'm here to let you know that you need to trust in the Lord. Because mercy will surround you, just like it says here in the scripture. Mercy will surround you. You just have to submit the sin, confess it, submit, you know, submit the confession to the Lord and submit yourself to Lord, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you're listening right now, which some of you are hearing it live or some of you may hear it in the replay, just say, Heavenly Father, I know that I'm a sinner. And I have sinned against you. I've sinned against my family. I've sinned. Whatever it is the sin is, confess it. I've done this sin. And Heavenly Father, I'm asking for forgiveness. And I need forgiveness in my life so I can move on to do the things that you've called me to do, Heavenly Father. I am a sinner. I surrender my life to you. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I move forward into your plan. Not my own plan, but your plan, Heavenly Father. And if you're a Christian who's backslid, and you know that you're supposed to be in the right track, you should be saying this prayer too. Father, I've known your word. I know who you are. I know worship, and I know praise, and I've had the relationship with you, Lord, but I've walked away. Father, reunite me. I've sinned. Reunite me with you, Heavenly Father. I want to reestablish the relationship with you, Lord. You're a good, good daddy. You've always been good to me, but I got caught up. My friends, the sin does not have to stay with you. Your sins can be forgiven, but you have to surrender that over to the Lord. You have to confess it to the Lord. Your one-on-one -on -one relationship with your heavenly father is very important. You need to remind yourself about that. And always remember that your Heavenly Father is there to love on you, to embrace you. And not only that, my friends, He will show you the way. It is better to stay on that straight and narrow road following your Heavenly Father than to be swaying left and right all over the place. Forgiveness from sin will bring you the best joy in your life. It'll take away the weight. It'll be lifted from you. And not only that, whatever guilt it is that you have, that you have inside of you that's eating you up, you have now will be able to release it because of your confessing the sin. And then happiness will come to you again. 
Because God does forgive our sins, but we have to ask for the forgiveness. And it's not just to our Heavenly Father, too, that we have to ask the forgiveness. We have to ask it to our spouses if we've sinned and it's against them, our children, our co-workers. Anything that you may have sinned against, whatever it is that you have sinned against, if it's offended someone, if it's hurt someone, if it's against someone, you need to go to that person as well and ask for forgiveness. Because forgiveness allows you to move forward. Not only does it release you once you give it over to your Heavenly Father, and then you also go and ask for forgiveness to that individual, it helps you move on, my friends. It gives you a newness. God will give you a new, refreshing moment in your life like never before. But you have to be willing have to be willing, my friends, to ask for forgiveness. I know sometimes it's very hard when we have to admit that we've done the wrong thing. Sometimes we don't want to step up to the game and take responsibility for what we've done. But we need to be responsible people. And we responsibly need to be people that will ask others for forgiveness that will acknowledge that we've done something wrong, that will acknowledge that eventually it will be exposed. So my friends, I'm here to tell you and remind you, the sin can no longer be hidden. It will be exposed. My friends, forgiveness brings true joy. God will forgive your sins and he will give you real happiness. He'll ultimately give you joy, but you'll, you'll have a sense of happiness, which is different as well. And you will have relief, relief from the guilt. My friends, it has truly been a pleasure sharing with you today Psalm 32. And may you find it in your heart that whatever sin it is that you've committed, that you would confess it to your Heavenly Father. And at the same time that you would ask others for forgiveness for what you've done from that sin. So my friends, Continue to stay encouraged. Continue to know that your Heavenly Father loves you. And continue to know that He wants you to be fulfilling the purpose that He's called you for in this life. And that all the purpose that you can fulfill for your Heavenly Father is also a way in how He allows you to fulfill the desires of your heart. So my friends... I look forward to sharing the word with you again next week when we rise and shine with the word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, 
Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the word of God. The word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia.